Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And I hope you're having a little great fall day. It is the, well, as recording of this, it is the second to last day of September before we head into full spooky season. The weather's going to change, so make sure you wear your coats. Um, the sun is still out, so make sure you wear your sunscreen. You're still 90% water, so make sure you drink water. Um, I feel like I should say more stuff. I mean, if you're thinking about getting a dog, maybe do that. Um, we are still in the middle of a global pandemic, so wear a mask. And I mean that with my entire heart. Um, today, we are going to be doing a review and a recap of Netflix's unexpected, extremely popular South Korean original uh drama squid game so uh, ladies let's just go ahead and do our little non-spoiler review and then we'll jump into a spoiler much spoiler review um i saw i think marion might have sent us the trailer for squid game yeah she did and I was like, yeah, we definitely have to watch this. I definitely thought that it was like, oh, me and Marin are going to watch this. We're going to talk about it. And then Corey was like, no, I'm watching it. We could all do it. And then like, Nia's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch it too. And then local Twitter started tweeting about Squid Game. Like, this is like the fourth day it's been trending on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this got popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to get this popular. But we love, you know, we love success. We love to see it so um let's go for non-spoiler ratings reviews Nia, you want to go first me yeah sure um honestly i forgot that this was coming out until netflix did the little advertisement um mm-hmm. on the app and then because i was excited for it but i didn't know what angle it was going to be so mm-hmm. um i didn't read the synopsis um but like i really liked this uh, but i have a lot of strong opinions so I, I will say that I really enjoyed the experience. It's an emotional roller coaster and mm-hmm. it's not a faint, it's not for the faint of heart, the easy of mm. uh, whatever that expression is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, this is, this is a drama you need to buckle up for. So, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. 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 What about you, Corey? Yeah, I thought it was really good as well. I remember seeing the trailer that Marin sent in the, uh, I was about to say Discord, the, ca- <laughs> the cacao chat. <laughs> and like, it looked interesting, but I kind of forgot about it until like I opened, I think I saw it on Twitter first. Like somebody in my timeline was talking mm-hmm. about it and I was like, oh, okay, I'll just watch it. And then like, I finished it in like two days. Like mm. I would have finished it in one day if I didn't have work the next day but yeah i really liked it i do have like some things i didn't like about it um we'll probably talk about that later but yeah 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 okay what about you mary um yeah i thought it was good i remember it being released i saw i saw it somewhere and i saw the trailer and i was like oh this is different anna has a lee jung jay in it Mm -hmm. damn (laughs) i was like well (laughs) i guess i gotta watch it right (laughs) watch it yeah um i was like oh i'm interested we haven't gotten something like this out of south korea in you know ever i don't i don't think it's ever but no because liar game exists well it's a remake of a japanese drama but um we Which haven't liar got anything game like is as well <laughs> <laughs> oh oh you're talking about oh, i thought you said squid game was a remake never mind oh no, no, no. liar game yeah yeah Liar Game is a remake, and so um, I hadn't watched anything like this in a while, so I was like, I'm a little expected. Lee Jung-jae is the role, like, the cast looks great, the the art direction looked great. Um, I definitely have some strong opinions, so 
Um, but I recommend it if you're looking for um, a quick, nice, bingeable watch. I binged it in one day, and I wonder if that would have changed the way I think of the drama if I hadn't binged it in one day. But uh, well, let's just kind of jump in. Let's just just let's just go, and we'll see where this takes us. Okay, so episode one, red light, green light. The show starts with a flashback of children playing a game called Squid Game. We are introduced to Lee Jung Jae's character, Song Gi Hyun. He is a chauffeur who lives with his mother. Deadbeat chauffeur who lives with his mother. Ungrateful son. Very very period. He's Mm -hmm. you know yelling at his mother that she works too hard when he doesn't make no money. Like no money, no time to what? (laughs) Like sir, do you have the right to talk? You don't pay bills in this house. Um. So he, his mother goes off to the night market to sell um, vegetables so they can pay rent. And he looks through her stuff, gets her bank book, and goes to the ATM trying to steal her money. He keeps pressing in different pin codes. He gets he first he thought it was his birthday, and I was just like, if you've been doing this for this long, that woman has changed the password plenty of times. Um, he finally gets into it though because it's his daughter's birthday. He uses the money he takes to go to an offline horse betting and loses the first round. He wins the second round. He actually wins a decent amount of money, about three thousand seven hundred USD. Gihan promises his daughter that she can get whatever expensive birthday gift she wants. Um, but as he's on the phone with his daughter, Lone Stark start to chase him, and we're just like, "Oh, this man is really in debt." Um, <laughs> um, as he's being threatened by the Long Sharks. Uh, he bumps into somebody. He, you know, that was a very funny scene. I actually watched the interview that just came out to, earlier today of the director Lee Jung Jae, Park Hae and the art director, and they were commentating about how that was um, improv of mm, Kihan. Yeah. yeah, so Kihan bumps into this this person and picking up the cup and the straw was improv, and that was actually an NG take, and you can actually see that um, the actress who plays Sebyuk is laughing because that was unexpected but they chase him into the bathroom he tries to give them money he um but you see that he's been pickpocketed basically as a last dish effort to get a birthday gift for his daughter he tries to win um a gift at a claw machine he does but he doesn't check it what it is so instead of taking her to get her favorite fried chicken he takes her to get tteokbokki or spicy rice cakes um she opens up the birthday presents and it's a lighter in the shape of a gun and- <laughs> I just oh. don't understand how he got that and didn't open to see what I it was know. first. I that I think, makes zero sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was a little plot hole In or his just defense. Like, I really don't think anybody would have expected that from a claw machine you were gonna get a toy gun with a yeah, lighter that looked that realistic to a gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we basically kind of see that, you know, he promises that he'll get her a better present next year and she tries to say something but she kind of backs down. We see that he has a strained relationship with her mother. She, the uh, mother's been remarried. She has a stepbrother and um, a stepfather now. And so, you know, things aren't going well. He goes to try to go home and it's a pretty shitty day because this man even loses. He misses the last train or misses the train. Um, so, and then a man suddenly sits next to Gihan on the train and who it is motherfucking Ooh. Gong what I not said. just a man the man <laughs> the <laughs> man <laughs> I was just shocked I was in shock I was shock like sir what are you doing here <laughs> let's replay let's replay because <laughs> 
if you don't know who Gong Yu is, um, Gong Yu. I can't believe he didn't tell me he was gonna do this role. Like I thought I was like, <laughs> stronger than that. Really? Like, no. Corey's DP name on Twitter right now is Gong Yu Sugar Baby, and I, saw that and I did not know that. Are you serious? Oh my god. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so like, with first of all, I don't think people who watch this drama who aren't into K dramas are gonna be like, oh, this is just a really fine man. No, this is <laughs> this you man. I have Gong never you. seen him play a cameo before in my life i don't think like, right he's always the male lead like this is a new like what's happening like it is such an interaction because you know lee jung jay and gong you are probably friends outside mm-hmm. of this so it's just like did you just call him up it was like you ain't doing shit in the middle of a pandemic so <laughs> down here and shoot, this, shoot this cameo role and i was just like first of all he's in a suit and he just looks so great and i'm just like i was sitting there like oh okay so so some of the budget went to Lee Jung Jae and Gong Yoo's paycheck. Right. I was like, and see, that's real. Now that you say that, a lot of these actors are veteran actors. So I'm thinking oh, yes. about how much they get paid. And they're thinking of looking at this set. And I'm like, how much money did Netflix invest in this project? Because, baby. Okay. So, you know, we had we had to have our going you fangirl moment because we missed him <laughs> you know he did goblin and had to come back to us sad <laughs> right so um going character asked gihan if he would like to play a game of dakchi now dakchi is a i don't know if they have this in america but i know it's like something that's very much done like in several different parts of asia i think so dakchi is basically where you take you fold up a kind of like triangles into a square and it makes this really thick sheet of paper and this thick like square of paper and two people one person puts their paper on the ground and you have to use your paper to hit the other person's square to make it flip over and so that's doxy and i'm pretty was, sure it's a traditional korean game was gongyu's yeah. um paper red and lee jong jay's was green blue i can't I, remember if i imagine that or not i think One yes paper I, was blue yeah oh it was blue oh, yeah okay. blue blue, blue. Okay. which is really interesting because like if you um don't know or do know anything about the korean language is that they like we say red light green light but like for like when you're looking at like um like the the lights and for the for traffic lights they call it blue light they say mm. hot on light instead of chunsek and i'm like and i asked my teacher why is it blue and not green she said it's just the opposite of red for us is blue and I'm like, that's really uh, interesting cultural. So they don't difference. just go. They don't even go by the color. They just do opposite. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because even the clothes that they wear, I think there's it's described as being blue and not green. Mm. Um, yeah. Wait. So the two papers are red and, and blue. Blue. Yeah. Very mate. Very red pill, blue pill. Uh, that's what I like. That's my first thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, this is like the Matrix or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything of it when I first saw it. Um, but we'll get to conspiracy theories at the end of this. Okay, so basically the game is that um, every time one person wins, they have to give the other person 100,000 won, which is $84. $84. And so every time they do this game, Gongyu wins. And Gihan would pay him $100,000, but Gihan has no money. So he's like, Gihan has no money. I keep saying Han. Gihan has no money. And so Gongyu's character goes, well, um, you can pay me back with your body. And slaps him across the face. Listen, I- that phrase... <laughs> That phrase coming out of Gong Yu's mouth, I was like, sir, what do you want me to do? What do you need from me? It is so funny because I've like watched mutuals on my timeline who haven't watched Squid Game. It's like, do y'all mean y'all are going off the rocker for Gong Yu making a five minute cameo? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
They had him in a suit. They had him in a super <laughs> Okay. So they start playing this game. Of course, um, Gihan loses and loses and loses until he wins once after he like he's beaten up. This is after he did, uh, has already been beaten up by the lone sharks. My man does not look good. He's not having a good day. Tony was not like easing up on them slaps. Yeah, he's not holding back at all. Like full cock back everything, um. So um. So Gongyu um basically entices him by saying there's a place he can go to win money, and just the way he um just the way he did a moment ago. So he gives him a card, and he's like, yeah, if you want some more money, here's like money in your pocket, and you can go home. But if you want some more cash, you can come call me. So once at home, Gihoon learns that his daughter and his ex-wife are planning to move to the U.S. because stepdad is getting a new job. His mother tries to convince him to take custody of his daughter by proving he has a stable income. Now, I was like, what's the-? first of all, I don't know why that's something that can happen in the courts in South Korea, that fathers can take custody like that. Most courts, I think, especially in America, side with the mother unless there's, like, um, mental issues or extreme financial disability issues or something like that. Yeah. But, um... I'm sitting here like she's definitely going to have a more stable and happier life in the U.S. Why would he even try to stay? Uh-huh. Why would he even try to get parental custody? I was custody? thinking like I was thinking like I know in the U.S. I'm pretty sure like under like the laws for like um custody, there's some mm-hmm. kind of like visitation clause in there like where the parent the yeah. they can't move too far or something like that. So mm-hmm. like I, I thought he would at least have some kind of like visitation rights or something like. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's a difference between South Korea and America, and maybe they had just because of his, you know, inability to hold a job, they gave her full custody with no visitation. Oh, true. Mm. Yeah, that that might be it. Yeah. So his mother is worried that her granddaughter moves; they'll become strangers to her. That she'll start forgetting Korean; they won't be able to speak. That's a really interesting point. It does happen a lot when you move to a different country, but like, I mean, it's inevitable. But I think if hers, but I think if she's going with the mom, the mom probably most what I see from Korean American families is that the parents still seek to speak Korean, yeah, so the that. kids still understand enough, even if it's not mm-hmm. fluent as it used to be. But most kids who were, um. She's 10, so she's not going to forget all her Korean. Like, a good portion of her life, she was speaking nothing but Korean, so I think she would have been fine. Yeah, right. So that night while in bed, Gihoon calls the number on the card that Gongyu gave him. He is asked if he would like to participate in a game. We assume he says yes because it cuts to him waiting outside and a van pulling up. Once he, you know, he says hi to the driver, he gets in the van, he sees everybody sleeping. We're just like, okay, I guess it's nighttime. And then all of a sudden... Gas starts coming out of the car. See, uh-huh. no. <laughs> I, when the van pulled up, I would have went back inside. <laughs> like if if I had gotten this far <laughs> in the story and a van pulled up, I would have been like, you know what? I will try to go apply for jobs tomorrow. Nope, <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> apply for normal jobs. Right. So he wakes up dressed in different clothing in a tracksuit in a room. Now, when I say a room, this is a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunk beds that are stacked like 10 people high. The walls are have white tile on them. And it's just uh, hundreds of people. This room is big enough so that with 456 people in there, it still doesn't feel packed. Right. So that's how big it is. When we say a room, that's just, this is 
this is a building <laughs> it's a whole building um so they're all in um these green tracksuits Jihan um you know he's walking down and he stops to talk to this elderly man he he the elderly man we're gonna call him grandpa grandpa is counting um how many people is here he's just like what are you doing he's like oh you're number one and this, this and what are you doing here and they have a conversation he's like oh i have a you know a brain tumor you know it's you know the dementia is getting bad and they say counting is good for your memory and they we we've learned that there are 456 people in this room because gihun's number is 456 and the number of people are tracked on a giant um digital number board so we cut to a bunch of room with people in like red hoods and black masks are monitoring the cameras on the systems on the screen. Gihun follows the contestants towards the center of the room and he's um after talking to stopped player one, um, a fight starts erupting. A man with a tattoo on his face is getting really aggressive with another contestant they we we find out that they basically know each other from the outside. It looks like he's a gangster who kind of helped her um survive in the streets uh, we learn that she's a north korean defector um gihun breaks up the fight not because he has a hero complex it's because he realizes this is the girl that pickpocketed him at the horse tracks um so they're yelling and screaming at each other <laughs> this is a really interesting um comedic moment for lee jung jay i also found out from that interview a lot of the stuff was improv of him um with this character because he was trying to figure out how comedical um gihun was supposed to be so the contestants meet the guards who are dressed in red. Um, they explain that everyone will play six games over six days, and if they win, they will get handsome prizes, as the guards the guards describe. They offer everyone the chance not to participate. They sign a contract that states you must play every game. If you choose not to play, you will be eliminated. A game will not be played only if the majority agree. So we see a man in a more facially designed mask. It's like a black mask, and it's like with his features. Um, the black mask that the guards wear have um, a circle, a triangle, and a square on them that denote their ranks. While this man, um, who we assume is the boss, uh, we, his name is the front man, has a mask that's kind of sculpted to his face. Um, it's like very uh, vague facial features. So, so while walking around, Gihun recognizes his childhood friend Sangwoo, um, who was supposed to be a graduate elite with a great job. He actually talked to his mom earlier in the episode, and he's supposed to be overseas on a business trip. And they talk, and they're trying to figure out what this gang is. They've been so after leaving this warehouse, they go up these steps. If you ever watched Harry Potter or yeah, Hogwarts and they have the exactly moving steps yeah. um it's like that so you cannot easily find your way out so f- now we can assume that they are underground because they're going up steps two the colors are so <laughs> um bright and childish it's eerie um it's like red green green yellow like yellow. bright colors and then brought up into the surface of what I can only describe to you is what is seemingly a fishbowl in the shape of a square. And they can see the sky, but they're not on ground level. So there's walls that make the room look like an endless field, but they're painted to look that way. At one end, there's a tree with a large robotic girl and two guards. At the other end is the contestants. And so they're introduced to the first game. They're going to be playing Red Light, Green Light, or Mugunghwa Gochi Piyosimida. Mugunghwa is actually the national flower for South Korea. thought that was an interesting point. Um, they may move when it's green lights, but stay still when it's red. So we're kind of um, focused on these two players. We're kind of talking back and forth. They look really young. And so they start playing the game. 
the player who's the furthest out, player 324, wasn't careful enough and is caught doing the red light and is shot. Nobody knows he's shot. We just kind of hear a boom, right? And so another player um, goes up to him and they're like, hey, you've been eliminated. You can get up now. And he's kicks him and the player spurts out blood. So now we are definitely 100% sure this man has been shot with a bullet. He gets scared, he runs off, then he is shot down. This causes mass panic, so a lot of people get shot down. And now we realize that elimination doesn't mean you're eliminated from the game, it means you're dead. So, <laughs> panic sets, but the game is still going, and Sangwoo realizes... Um, um, he Sungwoo and Gihan is like trapped in fear. A lot of people are just steel. They do not know what to do. I think this is the scene where the grandpa walks in front of them, or it might be the beginning of season, the second episode. This but is the basically, one. oh yeah. So the grandpa, player number one, looks giddy. He just, you know, when it goes red light, he pauses. When it goes green light, he goes. Everybody's like, okay, if we just be still, we won't get shot. But of course, a lot of people. This robot has sensors in his cameras and can detect even the smallest of movements. Sangwoo realizes and tells Gihun that he's next to, if you hide behind somebody, they won't detect your movement, but the person in front of you will be shot. So that's kind of, we end on this very high note of episode one. I was just like, I saw this portion of this game in the teaser, mm-hmm. but watching the full thing, I was like, good God. <laughs> right. And also this game kills like half of no. all the contestants <laughs> because they all run to the, like the exit yeah. and the send the people who were sniping literally just fire away. And so like all the people who reacted still, if you have a reaction where you scream at something, I, this, this game is literally going to take you out. <laughs> yeah. uh, people And okay, before we go into the episode two, people would be like, how far would you make it in the squid game? Bitch, I wouldn't have made it past well, Gong you slapping me. I, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have joined in the first place. No. I would have never done that. A strange, I mean, he's fine as fuck, but a strange man coming up to me talking about, oh, you can play some games and win some money if you get, like, abused. No. No, thank um, you. Help. I'm okay. <laughs> Thanks. I'm okay. We're good. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was like the whole show would have been over if he would have just said no and no <laughs> yeah. play a game. i mean yeah no credit no you couldn't have done this in a black neighborhood they'd be like excuse the f- <laughs> excuse me no all right okay let's hop into episode two um okay it's been a minute since i've done this so i might be a little rusty okay so we start episode two the name of the episode is hell so we see a furnace burning um and I type in, um, are those dead bodies? Because what else would they be burning? And we cut right. to the room that the player's are in and everyone looks traumatized. Um, the guards visit them again. They The scoreboard goes to 200, um, basically tells them that 250 people were killed in the first game. Uh, people start begging to be let go and the guards go over the rules of the game. Sungwoo gets up as kind of like, I don't know, the the voice of everybody and mm-hmm. says that if they use a third rule in which everyone votes, the majority votes to leave the game, they will be set free. The guards tell them that if they choose not to play the game, um, the 22 million USD that they currently have won will be given to the family of the players who died and the contestants will walk out with nothing. And I wrote, oh, that's just evil. Yeah. <laughs> which... Um, at this point is when I realized I thought that third rule was if the majority votes, they will skip only that game, not all oh. six. I mm. didn't realize that. 
until mm-hmm. they explained it. Um, they decide to go in order from the highest number to the lowest number is still alive, which means Gihyun votes first. He votes to leave the game. Um, with 200 people left, the votes end in a tie of 100 to 100, and Grandpa playing one is a last vote. And with his vote, the majority vote is to terminate the game. So everyone is dropped down the middle of the street, half naked with blindfolds covering their faces because they're not supposed to know where they came from. Gihyun, mm-hmm. after being... Um, released from the ropes and the tape they have over him. He runs to the cops and tries to tell them of everything. And they basically don't believe him because he says like people kidnapped him. They gave them the choice to leave and he left. It doesn't sound (laughs) as threatening coming from him. He also sounds crazed (laughs) because he's been traumatized. Mm -hmm. He also finds out that his mom is diabetic and that she will need treatment um, at the same time, we are introduced to a young cop known as Detective Huang. Detective Huang is looking for his older brother who hasn't contacted their mother in a while. Huang goes to a study hotel and finds a squid name business card there. He realizes he saw the card earlier when he bumped into Gihan at the station. And in this episode, we basically see a bunch of the main characters and see that their life outside of the game isn't any e- easier. Pickpocket Girl is a North Korean defector while trying... Um, she's trying to get her mother across the border, and her brother is currently in a orphanage slash shelter, I guess. Yeah. Ali has been denied payments for months, and so he gets into a fight with his boss asking for some money and causes a workplace accident. The gangster is on the run from his boss after taking money from him and the rest of his, I guess, his lackeys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Songwu is being audited and sued by a client for embezzlement. So then we go back to D- Detective Huang, who goes to Gihyun and asks for help to find his brother, who's also missing. But Gihyun tells him he is in no position to help anyone. A bunch of the cards get the same card they got. A bunch of the players get the same card they got from the first episode with the circle triangle of um, the game, and from the creator from the game creator saying if they meet them at the same place, they can play the game again. And we see our main cast um, enter the vans again with Detective Detective Huang following one of them. And that's the end of episode. Two. I thought that was a very interesting plot device. I've never watched a battle royale or this kind of survival show where they actually take you out of the game. Yeah, I did, I did not think of that. Back in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting that kind of makes gives Squid Game the color that it has. It makes it mm-hmm. a little interesting. All right, let's get into episode three, Man with the Umbrella. So Detective Wonk is following the vans, and we've seen them, they're heading to this port. It looks like an unpopular, kind of abandoned port called Mujin Port. Um, the vans load onto this ferry. Now, this ferry is a ferry that can hold cars. So just think about, like, I must say, at least, like, 12 giant gray vans. Mm-hmm. And so... Trying to figure out how he's going to follow them, Detective Huang ends up hiding one under the cars and gets onto the van. The guards begin to expect every player and scan them right by their ear, which pops up their profile in the system, means that they have been chipped. Yeah. <laughs> That's spooky. <laughs> so obviously, um, Detective Huang doesn't have a chip, so he starts fighting with one of the guards. He knocks them out and puts on their clothing. Um, well, I mean, I guess he kills them because he throws them over a boat. Yeah, he uh, them dumps the body and so yeah he did uh he killed him he dumps the body puts on the mask and so now he is a guard in this game 
Okay, we see the guards transport the bodies into the facility. I was shocked about the amount of employees because there had to be at least like eighty people. Yeah, for two for every person, there was two people. How how are y'all employed? How I need to know more information. That was kind of I'll give to that at the end of the thing. But I was just like, why are there so many employees? <laughs> There's like a lot of them. So they undress all the players. They put them in the green tracksuits. We saw in the van earlier that Sebelk, the pickpocket, held her breath um, and covered her mouth so she didn't get knocked out by the gas. And she was able to manage a sneak in a switchblade. I love her. Um, we're all glad to see each other. You know, the, the they all are also glad to see that not everybody from the first round is not back. So the probability of death is a little lower. So we have Sangwoo, Grandpa, Gihoon, and Ali form a team. Ali actually ended up helping Sangwoo I mean, not Simon, but Gihun in the first game, Gihun almost tripped and lost his life, and Ali with one hand held him up. But I was just like, King, because I would have let that man die. <laughs> um, but they helped him, and they were the last two to actually cross the finish line in the first game. So um, they decided to form a team. And then, um, so there's Sebyok and there's Minyo. So Minyo in the first episode, when they were begging to end the game, um, before they started voting, she was just like, I wasn't able to, you know, I haven't even, I just had my child and I wasn't even able to name the child, but she basically starts making a riot at night. And I'm honestly, I can't even be mad at her. She's like, I have to pee, open up the door. And the guards are just like, go back to sleep. And she's like, I have to pee, open up the door. And she's like, okay, I will piss on this floor. The y'all can clean it up. And so then they open the door for her finally. And, um, Sabiok actually follows her. So Minyo goes into the bathroom to receive contraband that she's been in storing inside her hoo-ha and a condom she decided to bring in cigarettes and a lighter and at first i was like out of all the contraband <laughs> you could have snuck in cigarettes and a lighter was your option sis right um but you know um smoking is dangerous kids don't do that um so while she's smoking Sabio busts down her stall door and it's just like um i need to get in the vents you um I need to see what's happening. So I'm going to go in these air vents. You stall for time. And so Savia goes in these vents and she sees the guards in the kitchen melting something white. She thinks it's sugar. She thinks it smells sweet. So they come back from the bathroom. They're discussing this and Sangu overhears them. So the next day, the contestants are being fed in preparation for the game. One of the players pulls apart a bread the guards provided for him and he finds a small red paper inside. He unravels it and reads it, but we don't know what it is. So we know a little something suspicious is going on. At first, I thought this was like, um, uh, maybe this was like a random hint. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think anything was sus was happening, but it's like a random hint. So as they head for the second game, Sangu asks Sebyuk what she saw on the vents. She says to tell him. Uh, she tells him that she said she thinks they're melting sugar. So the players enter another tall room with walls, and there's clouds painted on them. Um, it's a giant playground. The art director said that she wanted to make it... When we were kids, we thought the playground was really huge. So she wanted to get that same effect for adults. These are like giants would play on this playground type of thing. <laughs> she actually even pranked the director and told him to get on the slide. And he like flew off sliding down it because it's super tall. <laughs> and she's like, oops, I didn't want you to get hurt or anything. I just thought it would be fun. <laughs> so also a fun fact about... um. The scene that we're going to talk about 
um, well, let's get into this first. So the players are told to stand in front of one of four different shapes. There is a circle, there is a triangle, there's a star, and there's an umbrella. So a very common thing, um, or a very common booth that you can find out of uh, South Korean high schools, especially like in the 80s and the 70s, is this thing called dargona. So it's basically sh- melted brown sugar, and then you put baking soda in it, and it bubbles up into this like really thin fine candy and you press it down you press shapes in it and kids would pay for like maybe 10 cents for one and if you could get the if the kids could get the shape out of the circle without breaking it the vendor would give them a free um, piece of candy so they call it the honeycomb game and so after seeing the shapes sangwoo realizes that this oh this is the game their team effort at first was that every individual of their team their four people were going to pick different shapes and so after he has this realization this is after everybody's already um figured out which shape they want to do he realizes but he doesn't tell sangu and so he hesitates on it now um so the second game is it's um so you have to just use a thin needle to get the shape your designated shape out of the honeycomb um, in 10 minutes, and if you're not done in 10 minutes, you're eliminated. So um, one of the players cracks through his shape and is shot immediately in the head. For every player in this room, there is a guard. I'm pretty sure there was 178 people that came mm-hmm. back Yeah, after like 201. Mm-hmm. Also, so, real quick, um, weren't they all originally going to choose the same... You, I think you said that they all chose the same shape. And like, I just want to like really highlight that Songwoo knew... Like what the yeah. game was, yeah. you purposely told them to split up because of that, and so he can pick the no, easiest no, no. one. I think he realized after they picked it. No, he realized I before. Remember. Yeah, because no, he knew yeah, before. He, knew before. he had a flashback yeah. because oh, then he told okay. um he called out Gikyon's name because he act and then um like didn't say anything. Like he was gonna say something, and yeah, then and he, he chose talked. not to say anything. Okay, okay. See, I was think the way I remembered it was that Sangu as they were picking and as they had already decided then Sangwoo realized it nah he, he realized he the way before take... and like he literally oh, okay. just watched everybody pick and like I think specifically he was gonna like Marin was saying help us the main character at least pick an mm-hmm. easy shape but then when he saw him pick the umbrella he just gave up and like mm-hmm. didn't bother and was like okay good luck and walked away okay 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 um so um after um, succeeding Minio actually is using her you know with every crack with every um, misbroken shape another shot goes off so Minio uses her lighter she smuggled in to heat the needle and you know heat up the needle to break through her um, break through her shape after succeeding she gives her lighter to the gangster who also succeeded Sangwoo and Sebyuk managed to finish the game um, with time to spare because Sebyuk saw that Sangwoo was going to pick the triangle which is the easiest shape and so as the clock ticked down gihun and ali well no ali i think got oh no ali hadn't got through it yet but gihun and a lot of other people are you know the clock is ticking down the 10 minutes are almost up and gihun's sweat melts the sugar and he realizes that he can melt the daigalna on the back by licking it and everyone sees this and follows in his footsteps causing everyone on the main team to succeed now a fun fact about this thing is that they actually um hired a like a honeycomb master to just make all of this stuff 
on set for them as they were filming. So like the entire day, if they said it smelled like melted sugar, they, they had for every single, I think for almost every single actor, there was a member of the staff who was doing the exact same things they were doing. So there would be consistency in the filming. So I just thought that was very interesting. Like they had to have gone through pounds of sugar. Okay. Now we're on episode, episode four. four titled stick to the team okay so we see the the player who found Wait, the before red- we go through this had we seen more of detective huang season three i mean in episode three mm, we saw him they gave they tried to give him directions but like he didn't know what to do because mm. he like snuck in so they were mm-hmm. kind of like oh what are you doing go do your job yeah i think that's about it pretty mm-hmm. much and then it he went to sleep and he purposefully slept away from the camera so they wouldn't yeah, see right, right. um and that's also mostly- was oh. this before or after we saw the gangster and that lady sleep together in the bathroom i think this is the next episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think this is okay. the next episode. but um i think just fyi is that currently with detective wong he, he's realizing that the guards have ranks that you can't talk to your seniors without being spoken to first you can't talk to people any of the employees for um unwork related instances nobody knows each other's faces and nobody knows each other's names they're all called by numbers mm-hmm. okay now okay. episode four stick to the team so we see the player who found the red paper be led somewhere by one of the guards and another guard in the surveillance room who's watching them on camera deletes the footage we then see the food the players are given. Um, they're given a hard-boiled egg and a drink. Doksu, the gangster, I guess, Doksu. Did you write Doksu, the gangsters, to describe his lackeys? Or Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, Doksu, <laughs> Doksu who is a gangster, Minyo, mm-hmm. and three other players cut in line to try to get more food. A contestant mm-hmm. rats them out when five other players did not get a chance to get any of their food. Doksu gets into a fight with one of the players who didn't get any food, um, I guess he hits him too hard on the head and the the mm-hmm. guy dies. The guards do nothing and more money is added into the winning pile. Which is a notion that even if somebody dies outside of the game, money will still be added into the yeah. piggy bank. Morbid as fuck. And this changes this everything. everything. <laughs> then we cut to Detective Huang who switch out his, switches out his mask for one with a square and for one with a square and is now at the top when it comes to the hierarchy of the guards it's square at the top then triangle and circle um we see the player who got the message in the bread the doc uh, who is a- actually a doctor working with the guards as he pulls out an eye from one of the dead players and i'm over here like is this like organ harvesting like what is <laughs> what is going on and they tell him or hint to him what the next game is they give him the hard-boiled egg and there's a- another red paper in it um, they warn him about the fight that will break out while everyone is sleeping because they gave the players less food on purpose to weed out the weaklings. So um, even though the fight was made on purpose, the guards do arrive outside the player's room. They just don't go in. Um, when the lights shot, shut off, Doksu and his team immediately start killing people. When the lights shut off and that guy came up to that girl and started stabbing her repeatedly. Yeah. I was like, what did, I thought they would just be slicing. He went in for the kill. Um, the front man 
tells a guard who's watching the fight to break out to like flash the lights on and off in the players' room. Beds start falling down. Doksu and Sebok start fighting. Sebok is um once again the pickpocketer. She stabs him a couple of times with her knife and manages to write to run away when she is in danger of dying dying sungwoo steps up to fight against the gangsters to save her um the old man gets on the tallest bed and yells at the players to stop he says that he's scared and says that they're all gonna die here the front man sees this and the old man turns sees the old man and turns the lights back on lights back on and the guards come in to the room to stop the fight um Doksu's team is talking about how they're annoyed that the guards came in to break up the fight because if they had just killed everyone, they would have ended the games, which was dumb to me because they still would have had to play the games. I didn't understand their line of thinking at that point because you can't kill off everybody and then win the games. You would still have to play all the other four games. So... Doksu and Minyo have a little, um, little sexy time, little, <laughs> little um, getting their frustrations out in the bathroom, which I really wish they didn't make so graphic. Like I didn't have to see the sweat on their bodies. And Doksu basically promises um, to take Minyo with him till the end, and she says that if you ever betray me, I'll kill you. Um, Detective Huang, Detective Huang realizes that the man coughing every night is actually doing Morse code and he's saying the number 29, which uh, after finishing the end of the episode, I still don't understand what that was about. Um, And we cut to the third game in this third game. The players must divide into teams of 10. The game is now tug of war, but on a tower. And basically the players are locked onto their rope. So if they lose and they fall, um, they all fall to their death. Um, Doksu refuses to have Minyo on his team, so she joins, joins teams um, with Sangwoo. Also, Detective Huang is being very suspicious at, his, at this moment, and some of the guards are starting to notice. Um, Grandpa, or the old man, tells Gihyun and the team how to win a, um, a game of tug of war. Their team follows his like his advice and start winning, but the other team starts to pull harder. Songwoo tells him to take three steps forward, three steps forward to make the other team fall. And right as they begin to do that, the episode ends. Yeah. I think number the the number was like the number of the guard or something yeah, that he what did him what did that guy coughing number 29, which is his number, you're right, have anything to do with the storyline later on? Because I remember think it was supposed to be a signal. Yeah, he took I somebody's was, identity and he needed them there to help run like the organs and the, stuff. The trafficking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I guess because I didn't, like, nobody said I was coughing at night to try to like talk to you or try to get your signal or you to give me back more. Like, nobody mentioned that later on in the story to me. And that's why I was confused. Oh, no, yeah, your confusion is valid. We'll talk about that as we get towards the end. All right, now we're in episode five. A fair world. Um, We start off where we left on episode four. Gihun's team wins with Sangwoo's plans. Uh, Marin said, God, I know they stink. I mean, they haven't taken showers. (laughs) Like, we are are 
assumed to believe that everything is happening day after day with no sleep in between. So when the guards come to like the bodies, the bodies of the young and healthy get marks on their coffins. So when they are moved to the incinerator room, we see that instead of the bodies being burned, they are being dropped into another room where the organ removal is happening. I'm guessing this is being done a secret. Um, you know, some little suspicious, some little sus is going on. So the game has ended and the players are preparing for another fight tonight. Team Gi Hoon decides to build barricades and um, take turns watching the group overnight. Doksu walks up to them trying to be all big and bad and scare Gi Hoon by telling him that whatever his team is building won't save them during the fight. And Gi Hoon looks at him as like, um, t- do you really think just because they call you boss that the people over there are really your friends? Um, money, you're the strongest person. He's like, if I was them, I'd kill you tonight. <laughs> and I was like, purr, purr. And so Doksu kind of gets a little angsty, a little anxious. And so then we see Detective Wong enter a room where the organ removal was happening. The guards begin crass discussions about their black market operations. We could assume that they are doing this operation a secret by their convo. They begin to start talking about how they were scared of one of their patients escaped. I didn't understand this scene or what they were talking about. Because they were just like, I, I think they were talking about how the way they're doing this order remove is that everybody, somebody dies. Those who didn't die like on impact or die from the shots are the people who are young and healthy are the people that they are choosing to remove organs from. Right. And so one of the patients while being operated on got up or like they woke up. Was that what they were talking about? I think that's what they mean. I think they didn't realize that. I think the the ones that they just pick the ones that are healthy and they assume that if they lose the game, they're obviously dead. Um, and so when they were cutting or whatever into this patient, they rose up like they had not fully died. And that's yeah. why the guard had to whack them with the bat or whatever he oh. hit them with the metal rod, whatever it was. Okay. Okay. So Huang slips up asking, uh, he slips up. He asked a question about what happened to that person, but he was there that day. So they're like, what are you talking about? But then the doctor like has an outburst. This is my surgery room. I was like, <laughs> I was laughing. He was like, this is my surgery room. Shut up. And so Huang and his neighbor, number 28, head off to deliver the goods. And then the doctor gets into a fight with the other two guys in the room because they can't tell him what the next game is since they don't know. Doc, um, they basically end up fighting. He ends up shooting one of them, I think. And the other one ends up chasing him. So Doc runs away from the organ room. He, you know, gets to the stairs, can't find his way out. He finally finds a door. He gets back to the playground that they had for the honeycomb episode. Just as he is about to get stabbed, the front man shoots the guard. He says, because once they know you're, oh, so once they get to the playground, the doc was just like, take off your mask. He takes off his mask. And I was hell surprised at how young Mm -hmm. he was. I was like, you're a child. What is happening? And so just as, um, the doc was about to stab the guard. The front man comes in. He shoots the he shoots the doctor, and then he shoots the guard. And he says to the guards that have followed him, "Once they know your identity, we are dead." And so the front man goes on this this whole little speech about how he doesn't care about you organ selling, but the guards made it so the doctor had an unfair advantage. This place is about equality, and I sat here and said. I know this bitch is not preaching no, about No, literally. Because, like, when he said that, I made, like, this really confused face. Like, there's this meme of this TikToker who's, like, I can't explain it. But, like, when I <laughs> when I heard that, I was, like, so you took these people, forced their consent, basically, manipulated them into playing a game. But you want to talk about fairness when you're holding them captive, basically? 
Period. Okay. And I meme of that 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 man stand. He's like standing. And he tilts his head, and the question mark pops up. Like, yes, 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 yes. Like, yeah, because like, what do you mean? This is a place for equality, and I'm just sitting here like, sir, y'all killed 200 people. Y'all have killed nearly 300 like, people in this game so far. What you're, equality? You're just making impoverished people fight each other. There's no equality here, right. like at all. Exactly. All right, so meanwhile, Detective Huang follows the guard through the kitchen and down into a hole that was made to escort VIPs out in a case of emergency. Now, while they're in this hole, he sees a bomb and he's just like, um, what is this for? He's like, this is, you know, shit goes down. We can blow this up place up. And I was just like, that's suspicious. Y'all are a little too prepared for my liking. And so they arrive at the dive spot and then Huang pulls out a gun and begins to question the other guard. Um, from my understanding, Detective Huang believed that the zombie they, they were talking about was his brother. Yeah. Now we can, because he was just like, who was it? What was his name? Where did he go? Where's his body? Because that's my brother because his liver is in me. And I'm sitting here talking about like, so this is one of three things. Either his brother gave him a liver, a liver transplant right before mm-hmm. he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Two, he was on the waiting list for liver transplant. He suddenly got a liver. And that's kind of, like, where he's putting two and two together. Of course, they don't tell us nothing about it. And yeah, that I'll confused get, me. We'll get to why I'm pissed off about that at the end. Um, So the guard begs for his life, saying that we don't know any information about anybody. Like, I don't... Like, that zombie was a woman. It's not your brother. I don't know where your brother is. But he says, um, there is archives. So you can go there to figure out where your brother is. He shoots him in the head. And I'm like, okay, so Huang is not a... Oh, at least he's not like a hero hero like this is no time to be like saving people's lives that man would have definitely snitched on you so yeah take him out um so huang goes into the archives and he looking through files and it said 1999 i said excuse me <laughs> y'all when they said night and even further back i was like what is happening I was like Ooh, this is what? not something this happened in 2021 2020 2019 you said 1999 and then he pulled out the sheet of the winners and it said 1988 i said oh well you mean to tell me this shit's been going on for like 30 years 30 uh-uh, uh-uh. It makes sense that it's been going on for that long, though, because of how well it's being ran. Yeah, like there's no way they could have just started that, like, like but a year ago. There's so, so many. If okay, I'm not. I'm not My- to assume that not every time do they get 456 people, right? Maybe it's like 400 and below. That many people going missing around the same time. Yeah, it must have been less. <laughs> Tori, Tori. I feel like it started off with I less people and thing. got bigger and bigger. Because I thought the same thing as both of you guys. I'm like, how did the police not notice 456 people exactly being like missing? But also, like, are these people just no one? Are these people that nobody just cares about enough to report them as missing until it's like too late or something? But the show made point to tell us that these people do have people that care about them. They have family. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, right. like, these people, I feel like what's going on is that they are specifically targeting people, like you just said, that no one cares about. So, by the mm-hmm. time that somebody can report them missing, the number of reports is scattered all over the place. So, the co- police can't make, like, a correlation. Okay. But, yeah. So, that's the end of episode five. Oh, <laughs> I them records had me. I was just like, no, y'all have some explaining to do. <laughs> right, so many freaking people. Like, I was like, how have y'all not gotten caught in thirty Please. years? 
even oh, if they're on an island i'm like i know korea has a south korea has the south korean peninsula has a lot of islands but bitch you know what <laughs> i was thinking as soon as you mentioned that the boat could carry cars, I was like, how has the Coast Guard not seen this? And I was like, wait, what if, like, the government is involved Oof. or the police are involved or something? Or they, mm-hmm. they're, there's like, somebody they're, they're bribing somebody. Yeah. There has to exactly. be. There has to be. There has to be. All right. Because even the even banks, like... Because like, the loop plot Right. Holes. Yeah. The, the money, money, like... Suddenly showing up in one account. All of a sudden have you... Yeah. <laughs> Also, also, if they have electricity out there, they have to be traceable, trackable somehow. Yeah, like they have to be bribing well, somebody. Can't you have a generator? Not, not I mean, enough to like to power that entire facility. But I mean, anyway, but if they've been doing it for thirty years, maybe they've had times. Yeah, but generators like first, they don't work like that. Like you will, you yeah, have to have one like, generator. Yeah, you yeah. have to have a power grid. I just think this is really, really extensive. That many years? The first round was probably some dirt and some rocks. No, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have episode six titled Kanbu. Is that what it is? Kanbu, yes. Kanbu. So the speaker system alerts the players that the fourth game is about to begin. The players walk through the colorful stairs again, but hanging between the stairs is the dead doctor and the guards who broke the rules of the game. Doesn't the front man or one of the guards go off about this is what happens to people who try to make this game not equal or something yeah. about yeah. that? He back on his bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so the game, this next game requires team of two. Sangwoo teams up with Ali. Yihyun teams up with the old man. And Minyo, who Minyo, who's the only person who doesn't get a partner, um, mostly because there's, I guess, an odd number of players left, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize. And no one trusts her. So the guards drag her. She's dragged out by the guards. Uh, The players go into a new game room that's set up like an old neighborhood in Korea. Um, They're moved to designated spots around this little game set and given two bags of 10 marbles inside. For this game, they can play any marble game against their partner and must win their partner's 10 marbles. And once they acquire the 10 marbles the other person loses the other person is eliminated Mm -hmm. all of a sudden grandpa refuses to play the game he goes on about how this game is for children he just walks around the fake neighborhood talking about this is how this is where he um he raised his child this used to be his old house he finally after being yelled at by gihyun that um if they don't play this game huh gihun gihun that's mm-hmm. okay. Gihun. Um, he finally sits down and plays a game. Mm-hmm. We see Sangwoo and Ali playing a game that Ali is winning. Sangwoo begs Ali to help him figure out a way for b- the both of them to win. Ali agrees because he doesn't want to see Sangwoo die. And Sangwoo tells Ali that they need to look at the status of the other players and find someone young and someone old. Um, he also says to Ali that he should hold his marble pouch since at the end of the game, the other players might attack him when they realize how many he has. And while Ali is distract, distracted because I think one of the other players gets shot, um, he switches out, switches out, Sangwoo switches out their marble, marble bags. Um, Gihun realizes that he can use the old man's dementia to win against him. And so he's able to trick him. Sangwoo now has 20 marbles and gives a bag to the guard going, saying something about how you said, as long as I won this, won the 20 marbles in a way that wasn't violent, then I, then I win. 
and Ali returns back trying to find Sangwoo and realizes that he's tricked and gets shot and dies. Um, Sebyeok plays against another character called Ji Young, and Ji Young decides to lose the game on purpose and dies, letting Sebyeok win. Um, Doktu wins his round of marbles, and then the grandpa gives Gihan his last marble, making him the last survivor of this round. And I was pissed when Ali died. I was <laughs> yeah, like, so mad. I knew he was going to live to the end, same. but I was just like... Like, as soon as Songwoo started talking about a way that we could both win, I kept thinking, like, Ali, you, you have to see through this. Like, you have to see that this is fake. There is yeah. no way you... He's just yeah, too like, nice. Like, if you would have just sat and thought about it for a little bit, has there been any game where two people have won, like, or yeah. anybody gotten spared aside from that last game with the girl? Like, no. And then, like, when he opened and saw that it was rocks, I just, oh, Songwoo <laughs> makes me so mad. He makes me so angry. All right. Alright, now we're on episode 7, VIPs. The players return to their room and we see Minyo lying down on the bed. Instead of being killed when she couldn't get a partner, she was returned to the player's room as a kakdugi, which is somebody who kind of like goes back and forth between you know, like the odd person out, right? And so the front man goes to make a phone call. The VIPs are coming and we can assume that he is not the head boss of this operation. As he prepares to leave, the front man realizes that T- Detective Wong is somewhere in his quarters and begins to search for him. Just as he closes in on him, he is told that a body is found on the northern side of the island. We can assume that this is the body of um, the guard that Detective Wong threw off the boat also, the scene with the crabs and his flesh being open, I was like, y'all spent a little bit of coin on that. It was unnecessary, but all right. <laughs> um, so then we get to meet the VIPs. They're all white, question mark. Um, they're I here to meet the host. And there's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're all foreigners. And so they're here to meet the host, who's the front man's boss. But who we see in a room with a mask but he takes the mask off and we can assume that he's not going to meet the guest or we're not going to meet who the front man is. i mean who the boss is the host is so the front man tells the vips that the host can't meet him but they'll be able to watch the remaining games detective Huang dresses up as one of the men serving the vips and sneaks into their viewing room of the next game so the next morning we see the players who lost his wife committed suicide because when they got back from the game um of marbles he said let's end it let's end it here they're yelling and screaming at each other and song was like you should have died instead of your wife you can't be mad about this now we've already gotten this far so um he ended up committing suicide and now there are 16 players left so the vips are dressed in these like fancy robes they're sitting on these couches and each couch has two people that are naked and painted in animal print around them it was weird um they're being served wine as the front man explains the fifth game each player picks a vest and each vest is number one through 16 the numbers correspond to the order they'll play in and gihu ends up taking um, number 16 so for this game the players are on a tower they're like um if you've ever seen trapeze artist or wire artist um like in a circus so there's two towers at the end and there's a bridge of glass panes in the middle one pane is tempered glass that can hold up two people's body weights the other pane can't even handle like a um one person and will break immediately having everybody fall to their death um the players have 16 minutes to cross the bridge um and so one by one they're going turn by turn at first um and players start you know dropping one by one they even do some very graphic footage of the people who have fallen to the ground. 
And so the priest who was actually on the tug of war team with Gihun gets on his knees and starts praying that God is going to show him the way. When I tell you this man was wasting valuable time, mm-hmm. <laughs> that man was, <laughs> he was wasting everybody's time. So eventually he ends up getting pushed by the gangster and falls to his death. Mm-hmm. Um, Gihun starts the game. He finally starts steps on the first pain. Um, was less than 10 minutes on the clock. So the way this is happening is that each player has to cross by knowing that the person in front of them has stepped on the right glass. And so that's also a very interesting part of the game because Doksu says, I'm not moving. So you, <laughs> so you bitches better come in front of me and see which glass is real. Cause I'm not moving. And so before we get to, so we cut back to um, detective Wong being taken out of the VIP room into a private room by one of the VIPs um, who basically says, you know, I want you to perform fellatio and, you know, take off your mask. And this is a, ma- the, the lines in English are so cringy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're almost a little unbearable. Um, takes off his mask. And so Gihun basically pulls out his gun and starts recording him. Um, and makes the VIP tell him what he knows about the games. So up until now, um, Detective Wong has actually been recording and documenting everything he sees, mm-hmm. which is pretty good detective work. I mean, in this situation. So we're back at the gang. We're back at the tower. And Minyo is Minyo, Minyo jumps the line to go to Doksu. And she says, I told you, if you betrayed me, I'd kill you. She wraps her arms around him and falls back off the tower. And I just have to say, I love that for her. Like, I'm, I, I was just like, that was a good ending. Take him down. Take his ass with you. Um, and so a lot of people keep falling. There's like four players left. And one of them is actually a glass maker. He's a glass maker. He can tell which glass is tempered and which is not. So he's trying to focus on which glass is tempered and which is not. And this is also a bullshit. <laughs> a bullshit thing that happens is when the VIPs realize that he's a glass maker, they're like, oh, this is no fun anymore. So the front man turns off the lights. What happened to equality? What yeah, happened to equalness? Like, exactly. Not that's not fair whatsoever. And so he's trying to figure out, he actually, um, the marble that Grandpa had given him, um, given to Gihun, Gihun gives it to the glass maker. He can hear the even the sound of which glass is which. And they have like 10 seconds or 20 seconds left on the clock. So everybody's getting anxious and Song was like, fuck this. So he pushes the man, the glass maker who was helping them and basically he falls to the glass. Yeah, because he needed something. He needed two items to yeah. bounce off of the glass, but they only had like one. Because remember, they had to take their shoes off and everything, mm-hmm. so they literally had nothing. Nothing left. And Sangu was like, fuck this. And so he pushed the man off. Now they're down to the last three players who survived, which is Sangu, Gihun, and Sebyok. And for some fucking reason, the last thing that happens is that all of the glass is blown up and the shards go flying out and hitting people. And so that's the end of that game. We cut back to Detective Wong, who has now escaped um, from the island by using one of the Dyrus packs and oxygen chains. However, there's a tracker on the oxygen chains of the front men and the guards. Go out to find him. Whew. Okay. Episode 8, Front Man. 
We see Detective Huang reach land. He looks at his phone to see if there's any service. Seeing, um, seeing that there is no service, he continues moving to higher ground. Then we cut back to the last three survivors, Gi-hyun, Sung-woo. Gi-hyun and Sung-woo start arguing over the fact that Sung-woo killed the man who was able to see the difference between the glass. Sung-woo goes off about how the guy was wasting their time. He didn't bother to help anyone else that had died um, because... He, he didn't know he didn't let them know until the last minute that he could tell the difference and that in the end Sungwoo got as far as he did by himself he do- he dodges Gi-hoon's questions about what if the man was had been Gi-hoon instead and um Sungwoo instead insults Gi-hoon's Gi-hoon's intelligence which Gi-hoon replies by saying well if i'm so dumb and gone to si- uh into the situation because I'm so slow, then how does a man like you who went to Seoul National University end up in the same place as me? And I wrote, pew, 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 shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) The guards enter the room. They have provided the gifts for the finalists, but before they are given the gifts, they have to change it to new clothes. We see Sebyuk in the restroom and see that she has been stabbed by the glass shard um, when at the end of the last game, the glass tiles exploded. She pulls it out. Um, I mean, not that she could do anything else, but god that was a bad decision and opens the box and we see the new outfit it's they basically dress in black and white um black suits with like a black bow tie we see that the last three players are sitting at a triangle table with the best meal they've seen in days and um everyone starts digging in except for sebyok who looks like she's about to pass out we cut back to detective fuang Detective Huang, he's still on the island. He's managed to contact his boss, but the guards have noticed him and are chasing him. Detective Huang is at the edge of the cliff, surrounded by the guards. He points his gun at the front man, who knows that all that he has is one bullet. The front man steps forward, and Detective Huang shoots, hitting him in the right shoulder. The guards raise their guns, but the front man signals to signals them to stand down. He tells Detective Huang to do as he says, or he dies. Detective Huang asks who he is, and the front man removes his mask, revealing that he is Detective Huang's bu- brother, played by Lee Byung Hun. Yeah, I, I tell shocked. you, I was I extremely was like, shocked. Yeah, I said. Also, this is where another part of the budget went. Because what yeah. the hell? I said I was Lee so surprised. Hun? Like I, I had to pause that. it and look again because I was like, "Ain't no way." How did Ain't they get no this way? Way? That no, man like, had. Four minutes of screen time with his actual face. I need to, they need to explain to me if that was his voice the entire time. No, it 100% is because if you watched his, whatever that historical piece that was really big last year came out where he played um, Mr. Sunshine. Mr. Sunshine. If you Uh hear him speak English, when he puts a mask on, it sounds like him. I just, I cannot believe I didn't realize it. It doesn't distort his voice that much. Like, it does sound like Lee Byung-hun when he speaks English. And I was absolutely in shock. Oh, my God. Lee Santa <laughs> in a fuck. I said, is this a, what is, is that going to be a season two? Because how the fuck? I said, bitch, I don't give a damn that that's um, Detective Huang's brother. I'm over here that's losing Lee my Byung mind Hun, like, that it's... <laughs> Your brother that is Lee Young. <laughs> oh my god! But um, oh. basically, detective detect, detective Huang is in disbelief, and he as he is asking why his brother shoots him, and he falls off the cliff into the water. Shoots None. him with no remorse, right in the shoulder. <laughs> Pew. 
We return to the three players. They are left in their room, each holding their steak knives that the guards let them keep. Gi-hoon tells Sebok they should team up against Sang-woo. Sebok says that they should make a deal. If one of them manages to make it out, they should promise to take care of the other person's loved ones. Sebok slumps down and Gi-hoon pulls away the sheets covering her and sees that she's bleeding a lot. Gi-hoon runs to the door and yells um, to the entrance to their room and yells for help. The guards enter the room with the coffin they put the dead players in. Gi-hoon turns around and sees Sang-woo ho- hovering over Sebyok. He runs over and sees that Sebyok's neck is sliced. Gi-hoon grabs the knife on the bed and charges at Sang-woo but the guards interfere. We see the front man we then cut to the front man sitting in a room shaking as he has just removed the bullet in his shoulder and he hallucinates of his what his now dead brother. All right. Last one. Last one. Episode nine. One lucky day. The camera zooms to an image. The same image that pops up at the beginning of the episode. Um, they separate the spell Squid Game and Hunger, and we see Gihun and Sangu in a tunnel. They're about to start the last game. The guards flip a coin to see which one of them plays offense and defense. Gihun chooses offense. The last game is dun dun the Squid Game. Um, so they narrated about this game in in the beginning. It's I don't think there's any form of this in America. Mm-mm. I've never played it. So it's basically you draw a shape in the, sh- in the shape of a squid using circles and squares. The office team has to get to the squid's head. Um, and it's like a really violent kind of pushing game for children. Um, it's, you know, it's something to pass the time. And it was probably played a lot when, you know, we had less internet. So, Kihuna and will enter the game room as the rules of the game are explained to them from... Um, a viewpoint the VIPs watch the last two contestants and the frontman explains what the game is <laughs> the Marin realizing that it really does sound like <laughs> no it really did how did I not know I think I don't know if he's in that mask the entire time though I think he might have did voiceovers we'll see maybe they didn't they never explained that any of the behind the scenes but yeah so the game has begun and Gihun has managed to get inside the squid. Um, Sangu and Gihun are really throwing punches now. Sangu grabs the steak knife and stabs Gihun twice. Like they're really at like this is life or death. Gihun blocks the knife with his hand and manages to beat Sangu on the ground and punches him repeatedly. Gihun walks to the squid head and before he enters, he states that he wants to stop. You know, if they both agree to stop, then they can walk away from this. No money, no nothing. So if Gihun um Gihun um Sangu instead stabs himself in the neck <laughs> and his last dying words to Gihun is to help his mother. So we cut to Gihun and the front man in a limousine. Gihun asks why he did what he did and the front man says, just like Gihun bets on horses, we bet on humans. Gihun is dropped onto the street and coughs up a debit card. He coughs up a debit card? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Really? Oh, yeah. I must have not been paying attention. <laughs> I was yeah. like, coughs up a debit card? Um, which has money in it that he won. He goes home. Oh, he actually goes to the bank. Oh no, he goes home to his mother and find out that she has dead because she had dead. He goes to the bank first. Oh yeah, he goes to the bank first. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. He goes to the bank first. He types in zero four five six, and there are four hundred fifty billion won in his bank account. And then he goes home to find his mother dead in their home. Um, because before she didn't that, dad. he ran into uh Song Wu's mom. Oh, yeah. He ran to Sangu's mom. Um, I think she asked if he had heard from her. He had heard yeah, from Sangu. She, she hadn't come out her house in, like, what, like, two days or something? I think that's what she said or something like that. Yeah. 
I think the mom asked him if he'd heard from Songu too, didn't mm-hmm. she? Like, yeah. yeah, heard from him. Yeah. So, um, we time jump one year. Ki Hoon looks, you know, homeless. Lee Jung Jae looks fucking fantastic with a beard. <laughs> he looks so good. If you haven't seen the face reader, I suggest you watch it. He plays a um, a prince in that one. It's a movie. Um, so yeah. Gihun looks homeless. He's on a subway. He's going to visit a bank manager who's like questioning Gihun why he hasn't used any of the four hundred and fifty, the four fifty, mm, the forty five billion won in his accounts. And um, just as Gihun gets up to leave, he asks the guy for ten dollars. <laughs> um, at Gihun is sitting by the river. He actually, pre- an old lady walks up to him. She's like, "I have to sell these flowers by the night. Can you, can you buy some from me?" And so he buys it from her. And on the flower is a fucking Squid Game card. As a date, and a time, and a location on the back of the card, and with the words "from your kungbu." Kungbu is the term that Grandpa used to talk about your neighborhood friends. So he goes to the location, and the old man is basically on his deathbed. Um, Gihun walks over to him, and he realizes that he is behind everything. Gihun asks him why he did it. You know, instead of answering his questions, the old man is being real cynical about how nobody helps anybody anymore. Humans are just blah, 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 bluesy, bluesy, blue. He's like, why don't we play a game? He's like, you see that drunk man out there on the cold winter streets of Seoul? If somebody helps him, I'll answer your questions. If somebody doesn't help him, I win and I don't have to answer anything. So he just keeps talking and talking about how he got rich and his rich clients were just like, life is so boring. And so they made the game to bring joy back into his life. They give people a chance. And, you know, they he's like, I didn't force them to do anything. They signed the contract. And now they are playing the game. At midnight, the old man dies thinking he won, but somebody, right after he dies, somebody actually does help the drunken man win, which means, um, drunken man, which means Sangu wins. So sometimes, not Sangu, Gihun. Sometimes later we see Gihun, he gets a haircut, he dies in red. He goes to visit Sebyuk's brother. He takes um, him to Sangu's mom and asks her to watch over him. And in the luggage, Gihun left them with the game winnings. We see Gihun getting off a subway. And on the opposite track, he sees motherfucking Fine Gong Yu indoctrinating somebody else to play Dakshi to do another squid game. He runs to the side of the track. By the time he gets there, Gong Yu is on the subway and gone. And he picks up, he takes the card from the man. Um, as he is, he's finna get on this plane to go visit his daughter. And he looks at the card and he calls them. And he says, I, you know, I'm Gihun. I'm four, five, six. I was the winner. Y'all are gonna stop this shit. He's like, I want you to stop. And the front man is on the call and basically says, "Get on your plane and go home." I said, "Why the fuck do you know where he is?" <laughs> Gihun, that is still chipped. You're right. They've been chipped, but I was just like, "Bitch." <laughs> and so Gihun's like, "Nah, oh, no." Nah. And he turns you know what? away. They probably keep tracking leaves. him just in case he decides to ever go to the police. Right? Of course. Of course. Yeah, that's probably how they mm-hmm. monitor the, the winners. And that is the end of Squid Game episode 9, season 1. Did you guys see the twist coming? What? That the of old the man? old man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see that coming cuz I yeah, when um what when front man was talking to his boss the back of the head 
looked like the old man. And so mm, I, I oh, so you that. noticed that? Yeah, oh, I, knew, wow. I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. He, I knew. I, I was Same. suspicious of him from. I was like, they're giving this man way too Same. much time. No, I was suspicious of him when he showed up in his neighborhood. I said, oh, oh no, no, I no, wasn't. No, 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 no. I was not suspicious then. I was suspicious when he returned back to the game and everything. But yeah, when he removed the mask, I was like, um, that kind of looks like an old man. I'm already suspicious of the old man. So. No, I was suspicious of when he showed up at Gihun's neighborhood talking about, yeah, I'm just coming here to visit a friend. And I was like, oh, I didn't yeah, think you that's here. Right, first, if Gihun has grew up in that neighborhood forever, are you telling wow. me this man has never seen you? No, I don't. That's a little suspect. And I also kind of knew something was up with him because I, I in um, unintentionally saw TikTok where they were just like, I don't trust old people after watching Squid Game in this other series. And I was just like, oh, he's going <laughs> to... I was thinking that he was just going to betray them and get one of them killed. I didn't think mm. he was the, 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 the host. <laughs> I was like... So, um, before we talk about more reviews, I actually want to talk about all the Easter eggs that were actually in the series that he was um, the host. I watched uh, some videos about it yesterday. So, basically, the first Easter egg is that he's the only elderly person in the room. Most of the contestants are from twenty, like late twenties to forties. Nobody is older than him, and so that was the he would never have been picked to actually be in the Squid Game. Um, number two, when Detective Huang goes into the archives, if you look at the players for twenty twenty, the year that they're playing, it starts with player number two, and not player number one. Hmm. So the grandpa was not in the archives. Oh, wow. Three, wow. when they play red light, green light. Everybody else has like a green filter on them when the sensors look at them. But when the sensors go over the old man, there's no green um green sensor. Oh. Um, another one is that he was intentionally well, this is somebody with somebody thinks, but that he was intentionally trying not to be paired up for the marbles game because he knew that this would either that he can get out of the game because before this he had had like a health crisis. You know where he he um like was ha- seizure yeah he wet himself and so during the marbles game it was supposed to be that he was supposed to be the odd one out and then they could be like oh they killed him and so he's out of the game but because Gihun picked him he pretended to have like a d- dementia track and he wasn't killed on screen and you don't ever see his body yeah the the killed on screen thing definitely was like ah okay it makes sense mm-hmm. now yeah and so um also he kept saying like we were supposed to believe that him him being in one of his phases of dementia was like oh this is like my house this is like my house but it really was his house like that was an old house and all the games the children's games that they were playing are games that were very popular when he would have been a child which is like the 70s and 80s um also well, some other that too because he was old yeah. old so be yeah, way he was before old, that old. <laughs> yeah, might yeah, be 50s. yeah probably and so um Another thing is that if you paid attention to the the room where the beds were, every time they moved beds, the games were actually on the walls. So the marbles, the the marbles, the the glass, mm-hmm. the squid game, all of it was actually on the walls. I did so, see that in the video. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Um now we can get into what we liked and disliked about the story. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Oh, yeah. You want to go first? No, 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 no. 
I probably have the least amount of stuff to say. I liked okay. mainly everything. What I didn't like was biggest thing was the ending. I don't mm. think there needs to be a season two, even if there's stuff left unexplained. There are some things that could just be like ended and leave it. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like once you start, especially with a show that has like a really good season one, once you start trying to branch off into multiple seasons, the quality starts going down. And like they're kind of, I feel like Netflix probably is going to push them to like make more. Of course they are. It's been it. up so, in Bridgerton numbers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then also like, there were a lot of like like the cop for example he was kind of overpowered like a lot of the stuff that he did like kind of like why why do you have the ability to do this like it doesn't make sense an explanation an explanation for that is that the cop wasn't in the original script they added him in his storyline to fill time because the games wouldn't have been an hour long each episode yeah i think the director said when he wrote the script so he was overpowered because they like they didn't have time to really flesh out his character then no he was just added so they just added him in for filler basically that's what i'm saying though i'm saying like even if like he he's still overpowered even if oh yeah 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 Yeah, so that i didn't like i don't know like the coughing thing like marin was saying like i get why that they did the coughing thing but like Mm -hmm. for him to just automatically like oh that's Morris code. Like, I guess I could see how, like, if you keep hearing the same coughing pattern, all right, then you would get it. But I think it would have been like, like having something in his food would have made more sense to me mm-hmm. than the coughing thing. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. And aside from the bad English, <laughs> English acting from like the American <laughs> actors and whatnot. Right. But yeah. What was the question again? Sorry. Oh, did you like what you like? Did not like? Um. Okay. Uh, other than the one time that y'all have explained it and i'm still confused about the morse code like it still doesn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. um that was pretty much it the storyline is very typical not very typical but it does follow some of the themes for a survival game Mm -hmm. and it was good i haven't seen another one like it so i don't really have much i don't like it was okay okay yeah what about you um Okay, so I'm not really a watcher of this type of drama slash movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've seen The Hunger Games, and I used to read the books, but, like, I don't genuinely, what do you call it? I don't actively look for this type of stuff, because it's pretty gruesome, mm-hmm. pretty brutal. And sometimes, most of the time, I'm just not in that. But, I mean, the, the things I ha- the problems I have with this, and it couldn't just be me projecting it onto this drama because it's so popular because i know Mm -hmm. that these dramas or these types of media were influenced by a lot of japanese stuff Mm -hmm. but this type of stuff like the messaging really i was i had a mini rant in my head that i had prepared because i was like why is this old man preaching that a poor person and a billionaire or a multimillionaire are the same i said oh no we're time out time out and we're done here i was like i had a like y'all i i don't want to take too much time but at the same time i just want to say no go ahead oh no it's supposed to be a long episode (laughs) so y'all are buckled in it's saturday (laughs) like listen the the messaging of poor people are just there's nothing different between us our experience is the same we don't enjoy things in life sir you are rich (laughs) sir you have millions of dollars you don't worry about when you have to pay your bills you are not about to get evicted you don't have to pay debt off you don't have Mm -hmm. like whoa 
I hate that. I hate that. Like, if you are rich and miserable, that's on you. <laughs> that is on <laughs> yeah. you. Get a new right. therapist. Do you need Talkspace? Do you need me to email you the link to Talkspace? Do you need me to give you the better health <laughs> link? Because if that's if you are a multimillionaire and your only source of entertainment is to murder poor people, to murder poor people, so you know what though? When he gave his speech about why exactly he was doing this and the whole thing about the equality thing looking at the show deeper i feel like it's kind of like a commentary a little bit on how little rich people wealthy people wealthy corporations value human life because like they can so easily kill people off for entertainment purposes and like it's been said like a lot of times that when people have a certain amount of wealth they don't get pleasure out of anything in life so they start doing really depraved things and like it's like an example of that yeah, and but the thing I, is, I can't understand that mentality. Sorry to cut you off, Mary. Go ahead. No, I was saying that um, he was going off about how, like how can you um, do you still believe in what the goodness of humanity and all this stuff? But I was like, of course, I'm sh- not to be like I'm not agreeing with him or anything. But, but it's like, of course, when you are that filthy rich, I'm sure you've seen the worst of people. And he said he mm-hmm. deals with money. Oh, I know. Like, oh, yeah, some for sure. cr- And so he's like skewed. His way of seeing life has been like skewed. And so he's like him commenting about how Gihun, like, do you, he said it like twice. Do you still believe in the goodness of humanity? I'm like, well, yeah, he probably does. He's not in the same place as you. When you're unhappy, you created a game to kill people. <laughs> he just has to get through life. Like, and yeah. the people on local Twitter who are defending him, girl, uh, y'all, people oh, are like, listen, wait, wait, oh my wait, god, hold put it, Rock right Nation brunch Twitter is going mental gymnastics no, I about. Need to, like, I need to hear what the argument in his favor is. I need let to me hear send it. you a link in the group chat. I, I bet you, no, no, the the overlap between people who say you could get fifty thousand dollars, five hundred thousand k, yeah, hundred thousand dollars, or a dinner with Jay Z, and the people who are defending this are the same people because the the this man is deranged and you're defending he's i'm I'm putting him on the same level as billionaires i don't know if he's a billionaire in the show he is he is is. okay so listen (laughs) y'all don't understand billionaires instead of i don't know instead of killing people in such gruesome ways you could have just i don't know this is just me giving people money you could have just no, given people listen, okay. money. I was literally thinking that, like, oh, if you want to give people a fair chance, you could invest. You could have community, exactly. you know, right? So the man thinks he's God. He thinks that literally. he's giving them a chance. The art director actually Bill talked Bill about this. <laughs> the, right, the art Oof. director talked about this in this interview that they just did, um, and how she was trying to put a lot of what grandpa thinks into the the art direction and so that's why the coffins are present boxes because he thinks he's giving them a chance at life a present that so now that you're dead you don't have to suffer out there and if you win then you get money so that i was just like when she said that i was like i didn't even think about the ribbons and the coffins until she said that i was like so many present boxes in the game too i mean yes that sentence you just said they don't have to suffer you know what would help them not suffer if you gave them money, <laughs> right. cut them a check. Sir, and then, I, um, oh, sorry. 
No, my skin, my, I'm literally shaking because <laughs> this mentality of like, I'm helping people, helping mm-hmm. people would be paying off their house. Helping right. people would be exactly. fixing their leaky roof. Helping people would be c- paying off their car. What? What? Okay. Yeah. So this is billionaires. So this is a tweet. So some, so somebody did like the show villain and they put the gangster and they put the actual villain as Sangwoo. And then somebody else responded, no, the actual villain is the grandpa. And then somebody responded to said that, no, he's not the villain. He gave them all a chance to quit the game and go home. No. When it was his turn to vote, he pressed the X. But people chose greed instead, so they basically killed themselves by continuing to play. They knew the price. Y'all no. acting oh like they didn't choose to start from the bottom to the top, because he was number one, he had the deciding factor. Like, that's not manipulating. That's not manipulating. They were manipulated into playing the game in the yeah. first place. These people purposely picked poor people because they knew they didn't have money. Like, literally. And also, I would like to point out the little contract they had them sign is faulty because this whole thing is illegal. So they could have gotten mm-hmm. out of it. But because they're emotionally manipulated, they didn't know that. Like, oh, not even emotionally manipulated. If you leave, you're a eliminated quote-unquote bitch you're dead that's basically what yeah, they're saying too, if you don't play the games you're dead they're kidnapped they are kidnapped <laughs> like <laughs> i i can't the logic what the, the, what choice y'all. did they have they this like man. a fair choice would have been to show them exactly what was going to happen and they didn't do that at first they literally brought them there and then like what about all the people who got killed in the first game then so what yeah. are you saying about them they didn't tell them elimination <sighs> like <death>. literally <laughs> it's a, this rich people and the crazy thing about this this could just be me being cynical but like i bet you money that somewhere in the world some rich person has thought of this or actively done tried to attempt to do this if not i mean this is what they were doing years ago it's just real real (sighs) illegal now so you gotta try harder um right so let me get into what i like and didn't like i have a lot to say about the show um i really didn't expect to get to get popular on local twitter so when i saw these numbers i said that earlier but okay so i have a few things i love the fact that they actually showed us um them going into the game and out of the game i thought that was a very interesting way to humanize the characters the art direction was amazing the art director did her dang thing um i liked i felt like that's probably it about what I liked. <laughs> I liked Sebyuk. I think she was a boss-ass bitch. I even liked Minyo. I liked the female characters that they chose to do. Um, and I liked the idea of that they were playing children's games, which makes it even a little bit more morbid. Um, I don't like how hard the show was trying to be meaningful. <laughs> I don't like... I felt like there was a lot of hidden meaning... And then there's a lot of very in your face meaning. Um, all the VIPs being foreign, I was like, huh? <laughs> That's a little interesting. I like the messaging for that. And like you telling me there's no VIPs in South Korea? That's mm. um I thought that was interesting. Lee Jung Jay's delivery as like the comedic proportion mm-hmm. of this story didn't sit well with me for the first few episodes i was just like he's doing okay maybe i'm just used to seeing him playing badass characters so the comedy portion of it i was just like the delivery kind of fell flat for me my favorite scene for him though is when he threw sand in the sangwoo's face the demeanor and yeah. leading jay changed i was like there's my gangster boss bitch there he goes <laughs> walking across the sand in that fucking suit i was like that's what i was here for that's what i was here for and so the delivery from most of the actors was pretty good i 
a lot of people were comparing this to Alice in Borderland. I haven't watched Alice in Borderland, but this um, kind of battle royale survivors game, um, like Nia said, is very much. I've watched four <laughs> episodes of it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's very much derivative from Japan, and in but a lot of the a lot of people were comparing it to the games in Japan because usually the games in Japan are not on luck; it's based on intelligence. And second, they just do violence for violence, and there's no really meaning behind it, so it's a little bit more interesting to watch. To me, the more interesting story that could have been told would have been Detective Huang. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine if this story had just started with him, this man coming into a police station and being like, I've been kidnapped, they killed people, and nobody believed in him, and we just get to watch him infiltrate this place and then it turns out to be his brother i feel like the reveal of the brother being the front man and the reveal of grandpa being the host was too much mm. it didn't it didn't make the plot move forward it didn't give me any details y'all didn't explain anything i was much more maybe because i've seen survivor shows before and um i was much more interested in how these people are employed because the conspiracy theory is that if you pick the red dakti the red square at the beginning of the 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 story you would have been asked to be an employee instead of a player and i'm just like i want clarity on that more than anything i want to know how long this place has been around i would and the the actor who's playing detective wong we hajun is a fantastic actor and because he wasn't in the original script his plotline makes literally no sense. And so I wanted to see him do so much more. It was a waste of a story. Like, imagine if he was doing all this. I wanted to see his reaction to all the dead bodies. I wanted to see his reaction to being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there that would have been the better story to me. Um, I don't hate Squid Game. I think what they came up with is pretty good. Um, In a time where we haven't got a lot of Survivor games because they take so much money to make. Um... It was pretty okay, but I I definitely would have wanted a different story. And if they, they're probably going to do season two, I hope that's what they focus on. Because I don't want to watch another Squid Game. I don't want to watch another six rounds of people dying. I don't I don't want it. It would not make sense if you implied that Gihun goes back into the game, that you would make us watch another 400 people die again. We just watched right. it. Why would yeah. that be about him infiltrating? Also, right. I don't think um, Detective Huang died. Also, I don't think he did either. You didn't hear him fall. Well, you saw him go into the water. That's it. I feel like he probably swam away or something. If somebody shoots somebody and they fall into a body of ocean, I believe they're coming back. That That's me. I've seen it many times. That's how it does in K dramas, especially where like. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he didn't get like for shot in a vital position. Yeah, it didn't look. He got shot somewhere in vital. So. Yeah, I think this was a good premise. My rating for I think there was, oh there was another conspiracy conspiracy theory that I saw that um, Gihun is actually Grandpa's son, and I was like, "Where did y'all for a second? One second it did flash through my mind, and I said I, too much. That, that would have been over much. the top. Yeah. It would have been yeah. way over the top. Right, right. Um." But yeah, I don't like, I don't know why he chose to, I think symbolically him choosing to dye his hair red means he's going to be on the other side of the Squid Game come season two. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, But I don't like the ending. The ending was weird. Cause like to me, yeah, I didn't like the to me, what, what the director mentioned and to me, what I was seeing was that 
Songwoo was a character who believed that he put in effort to survive to enter this game mm-hmm. when most of it was just luck, right? Mm-hmm. And Gihun is a character who was definitely lucky in his choices and mm-hmm. survived to the end of this game, right? Mm-hmm. Gihun to me is not a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the capability yeah. to be a hero. He doesn't have the capability to save the day. That man can barely handle his own finances. And I don't know, maybe he, I don't think a year is long enough for him to be like suddenly this very like Sangwoo level intelligent person. That's for me, that's, I don't think he gains intelligence. I think, I think he, um, there's enough anger built inside him. Yeah. Because when mm-hmm. his mom died, he didn't even react. He was so used to the death around him that when his mom died, all he did was lie down. He didn't react in a way which I expected at first was for him to like, you know, be sobbing and crying. But I think because when he went to the trains, when he left the subway and he saw Gong Yu's character, and mm-hmm. when Gong Yu's character like sneered at him, I I swear to God, I felt like Yihun. Like I mm-hmm. got so angry. And I can imagine that when he saw what was happening, that it does like he's not gonna be a hero. I just think that there's gonna be so much fury inside of him. For what they made him go through. That's what I was thinking. Because I don't think he's well, going to solve it by himself. He's going to need help. He's going right, to. I then, think he probably will try his best to stop it. But I kind of like it would be cool if they like. Like made him fail at stopping them. Kind of. That right. Would be, like interesting to see. I definitely think that Gihun and Detective Wong are going to have to end up teaming up. To go yeah. in. And break whatever the hell this is down. But um, yeah. The ending to me didn't make much sense. Because. I was just like, so he's gonna go back and do what? <laughs> go right. back and do what with who? Like, now what I did think was interesting was when the gangster and the, when they were back out in reality and like the city, and he was just like, get a, as many boys as you can and let's go in this game together. I would have liked to see that. Like mm-hmm. people who came into the game knowing what would happen would be interesting. Like if you get enough people, maybe you could even take down the guards at one point. I thought that would be true. An interesting. Like I feel like if thing. that happened, they'll just blow the place up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> Gihun would be like, "Well, I'm gonna take all of y'all down, even if it takes myself down. Right. I'm gonna die." Mm. Blows up. Also, also, my first thing that I thought was suspicious when they did the first episode, and they were like, um, when they did the numbers, and so they were like, um, so it's 456 players, right? So that's four. billion dollars and i said if there was so that's what 100 million for each 100,000 or something whatever how much money for each player and i was sitting here i was just like if there's 456 players and 45.6 billion dollars doesn't that mean that all 456 players have to die why are we what i thought that was suspicious the first episode i was like doesn't that mean all of them have to die to get 45.6 why was that was sus to me but also um a lot of other conspiracies are that most of the winners end up being employees, but I was just like, there's mm, way too many employees yeah. compared to winners because it's like they showed you that these people cannot be financially responsible. Do they so mean employees like top people or like just the people in the red like suits both? They mean I think they mean the guards too, and I'm just yeah, like that's fascinating. I I feel like I can't I, can't, I can't, 
I can't see them being guards. I can see. I can't see them being the front man. Yeah, the guards make no sense because the guards' lives are way too expendable for them to have been winners of the game at all, Mm -hmm. or like unless they're Mm -hmm. like the square people, the top of the guards. Yeah, could be. Yeah, because I feel like even the way he um Gihun like dropped everything. I know he was in his homeless kind of not doing anything state but as soon as he got that card from that lady who was selling roses he immediately got up like i feel like there's for the people who may survive this the trauma of like feeling this like guilt but also trying to need to be there and like to fix things i mean i feel like there might be a psychological reason as to if if that is the case that all the past winners are like higher ups or guards or stuff like that yeah I just think the drama left with a little bit, a little too many questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it didn't intention, answer a lot. Yeah, intentionally starting for a season two. I, it, I think it tried to be character driven, but it was hard to do that when there's so many unanswered questions about everything else, especially yeah. when a person is behind the making of this game. Right, and that person is now dead. All right. Oh, oh question. Just- and y'all it's so ironic like he does all this because he wants to help his mom and his daughter and at the end when he's about to go see his daughter he's like actually no yeah so I was like, <laughs> like his daughter didn't like the ending i was like literally you could do this later like that's, you don't have also, to yeah. that's also to drive my point about him being so angry that it's like mm-hmm. clouding that it's changed like his whole personality and clouding his thinking mm-hmm. that's my thing mm. yeah i give squid game an eight it's not awful i would have loved a different story um i felt the drama was trying a little too hard sometimes but it was very well the art direction is amazing the acting was decent um I, it's a nice binge i don't know i mean we're probably gonna get season two so we'll see if my rating changes after that <laughs> what did the, i think i saw something that said the director hasn't thought about a season two, but if he mm. were to do one, he would definitely ask for more help doing it. Oh yeah, because this was supposed to, originally supposed to be a movie that yeah. he started making in like two thousand five and six. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's my rating number um, eight. What do I you think, think? I'd give it an eight two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do an eight two as well because I don't think it's perfect or something that i feel like it's there's no rewatchability with this like you you watch this one time and you're done um mm. yeah i don't think you would want to put yourself through watching this three or four times uh, as much as but I like um it, so thank you right and then i think like some of the plot holes were kind of in annoying because you never get answered i mean they may in season two but i hope season two's not like a decrease in quality um right I mean, I recommend it because it's entertaining, but also very emotional if you easily get connected to characters on screen. Um, yeah. Oh so, my god, yeah. I'm so sorry to cut you off, Nia. The director and screenwriter for this was mm-hmm. also the director and screenwriter for Silenced. The that movie that Gong, Yu, that Gong was Yu was in there now. Oh. Yeah, and Lee Byung-hun was in his other movie. <laughs> but Silence Silence is very much not that's don't watch. the movie they made <gasps> oh i about, seen this yeah, yeah, yeah. the the yeah. the deaf kids yeah, yeah that was don't watch that that's no don't even watch the movie it's the <laughs> i truly a really good film but it's very triggering so like be very yeah. cautious if you're going to watch that yeah it's trigger for sexual assault and child abuse let's just put that out there who 
But okay. I would give Squid Game um, a nine out of ten, despite like my problems with the ending and the potholes. I thought it was really good. I really liked mm-hmm. it. I, it makes sense why it's getting reviewed so highly and like popular. I mm-hmm. don't want a season two though. I think they should just leave it alone and leave it as is. Also. I would have kind of preferred them to do a weekly episode instead of at one time. Right. I'm not like, I, a huge fan of like binging like in one day type stuff. But yeah. Same. I think I might have felt differently if this was a week by week thing. Because yeah, then you been, get to yeah. marinate. And well, that I mean, that's a feat for the drama because despite that, it's still big. Which is, yeah, but right. I feel like after maybe two or three weeks, people are not going to be talking about it anymore. It's going to be like They're Alice not. in Borderland. Because Alice in Borderland, like it wasn't it was big, but it wasn't like as big as Squid Game is getting now. But mm-hmm. Alice in Borderland, like people stopped talking about it to the point where people were like, "Oh, Alice in Borderland wasn't popular." I'm like, "Yes, it was. You just were like people just stopped talking about it after a certain point." Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see how long it lasts. It's supposed to up in Bridgerton in numbers. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like this is like the the down like the downside of the Netflix model, like the releasing everything, everything at once. At once it kind of yeah. kills the hype as soon as the hype, like it kills and builds the hype at the same time, so it doesn't last mm-hmm. as long. I feel like this show would have been double the popularity if it was like released once a week. Um. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was. Y'all can have a lot to look forward to in Miss October because we're filming a lot of stuff together as all four. So make sure you have our notifications on. Make sure you come visit us at Twitter um, or TikTok at Commented Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye.